Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. Your ceiling is my floor, and I don't have a ladder. <laughs> I would tune in. That was so good. <laughs> I'm not a housewife, but I've seen all their tits. <laughs> I knew it. This is going to be rated NC-17. Like, I know it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it. I'm not a housewife, but I've seen all their fucking boobs. There we go. <laughs> oh, you guys, we just got PG-13. Thank you for that upgrade. And on that note, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 301. My, where does the time go? Where does the time go? I don't know. I remember when you were two digits. <laughs> It's been a minute since this guest has returned to the People's People's Couch, and I forced him to come to the Upper East Side because I said, listen, bitch, I have a clothis, and we're using it. She wanted that. I was like, let's do remote. No, and I said, absolutely not. If you're in the tri-state area, you are driving here. I literally was- Tri-state area. Good to know. I'm I'm moving to Pennsylvania. No, no. I'm on an email thread with the the Bravo Lebs team about, and I was like, I'm sorry. It has to be in person. Wow. (laughs) I don't care. I love a clawfist. I love a. Cl- I like to. It's well, you person. still get to be here when it's remote. You know that doesn't mean you have to go to my house and use a computer. But the edit, doing an ev- remote edit versus an in- this, I, I just fucking understand. put it up and whatever happens happens. A remote because you have to tighten everything and God forbid there's a half second delay. I it takes me hours. I'm tighter me- remote than I ever am going to be here. Well, I'll keep that in <laughs> mind. But we are. <laughs> Loosen things up. It's Annie's Girls 301, as I said, and I am so excited for this to return guest who maybe hasn't been here since 10. She's literally checking her Instagram while she's saying how excited she is. Oh, no, I was looking at your intro. Shut the fuck up. This is going to be absolutely insane. Writer, performer, most recently the director of Countess and Friends, who announced that show on Andy's Girls back in the day I remember we were sitting at the original People's People's Couch and you were like I have an announcement and I was like okay they didn't believe me I your was, listeners I were like, he's full of shit. I didn't think it was going to happen. But anyway, Ben Rimmelauer has returned. Ben Rimmelauer, how are we? Oh, God, I'm glad I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we, I mean, let's take a look. How long ago was, that would have been four years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I made the announcement on your show, it was probably four and a half years or right. five years or something. But it was four years ago that we were... Um, Already, I mean, the first performances were over four years ago. Did you have any idea, any concept in the run up to the original show at 54 Below? And Damien and I went to the very first performance she had ever done, which you obviously directed. Do you have any idea about how it was going to take off, even when you were in rehearsals? Um, 
rehearsals. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I, you know, I knew um, that. I, I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's almost like I wasn't thinking about that mm. because, and I'm the person that does think about that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I guess the answer is no. I, you know, I, I didn't have any idea. I knew that it was going to be sold out mm-hmm. and I knew that it was going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And from my world, that was very exciting. So I was very pumped in that way, but I did not have this sense of like, oh, two years down the line, I'll be like at the Mirage in Vegas, like sound checking. I never would have thought that, you know. And you were in several episodes as the show, meaning the cabaret show evolved. Did that change the nature of how you guys were like doing your work? Did it become almost a little bit of like a playtime when production was there? Or did it feel like this is we're inviting you into the space of stuff that we're doing on this day and you're going to capture it? It was a mix of all things. I mean, there were times when it was a fucking bullshit dog and pony show (laughs) for the cameras not at all a real situation. Love that. Um, a number of those times. Uh, and then there were times when they kind of invaded our real production. Not invaded. I mean, I was thrilled. I Please, I was opening up every vein and orifice whenever they wanted <laughs> entry. But, you know, uh, but there was times when we were doing our thing and they mm-hmm. were just there following it. Um, and then I guess there were times also when... Um, uh, I don't know what else I'm trying to say. But yeah, I mean, all, all of those things happened. And I went to, so I, you were so generous and kind to invite me to the finale taping for whatever season that was. You know, the bitch test girls were up my ass. Please, please, can we come? I said, nope, I've got your spot for Sarah Galley. I'm so sorry. Wow, and that absolutely happened, guys. <laughs> that is not a lie that he is saying to be sassy. Just to make sure that we're all on the same page here. That absolutely occurred. And so we were at the finale part when it was, I don't even remember what was happening, but tin something with Tinsley. Oh, the first Dorinda walked out. The 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 Giovanni night of that was um, the Giovanni night, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So I was I got to witness the glory that was because you that. came to the very first show, Which and then wasn't that was filmed. again a week later or two right. nights later. I don't even remember. It was very shortly after. Right, it was a couple days later because just when the cameras started telling us how many seats they needed to kill. In order to accommodate, not the, the cameras. When the producers told right. us how many seats they needed to cover the cameras and the cast and everything, mm-hmm. it was like we were already so sold out. And Fifty Four Below was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. 100%. So uh, we were like, "Well, we'll just add another show." Um, so, and I, did you come to both, or did you come to the first? No, one I came the to the first one, which yeah. wasn't recorded, and then the party, yeah. which was following when they went to the show, which looked like it was opening, but it was actually yeah. technically a couple. Of well, I mean, you know, in. by Broadway parlance, you could have called the first one the preview. It was. I did go to the pre. I mean, yeah. and there was a little bit of a difference between Lou's preview and Sonia's preview, which I did go to her friends yeah, and Sonya family. Sonia previewed a little more when everybody was there. I mean, both both when. When she was on stage at your show and then also I saw the friends and family quasi dress rehearsal for her improv show. You mean the new the Sonia new in your city? Uh-huh. Okay, so let's forget everything we've just said and now you <laughs> need to tell me all about that show. It was I I don't know how to encapsulate it except to say that it's like you know remember when Friends was like musty TV? This yes. is like every every idea of musty because it is actually indescri- indescribable and she was I don't know if it was a purposeful choice and I've heard it's different since and also because she's like sold it and it's on the road it's now become a different thing but like on the road in big venues yeah like she's playing a lot of the places that we played like with Countess and Friends when it was like a machine like I, there's nothing machine like about Ms. Morgan and it and it <laughs> felt purposefully that like she was directed by people who you know she, she does she people- even have people she had people on stage who were kind of like, and then you do this and then you do that. And she just honestly on stage with her during the show. Yeah, telling she was her never that? alone. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was an ensemble piece. It wasn't just like Sonia. Do- it wasn't stand up comedy. It really was sort of like comedic. Comedia del Arte cab burlesque kind of stuff. Those are just some sounds. Those are don't well, have English meaning. Which is exactly my point. Like it, it was it's it's not definable. But so it's not like going to like groundlings or something. Definitely not. It is not improv comedy at all. <laughs> is it's, it comedy? I mean <laughs> I mean I understand that. I'm sure you loopy. laughed. <laughs> it's, it's loopy 
comedy. And again, I cannot more highly encourage that people see it. I'm not joking when I say I want AGs to go, guys, like buy your tickets and go and then send me satchels of gold. Like send me your thoughts and feels your your critique about about whatever has taken place. Somebody, by the way, brought that up to me, Satchels of Gold, last week and got it so wrong. It was nothing remotely like Satchels Bags of Gold. Of cash. Like even further out, but I knew Nichols exactly what they meant. <laughs> I mean, there was no more surreal moment, to be honest, than being on stage at AG300 saying to Kelly Kaloran Benzman, who I have introduced. You've been here for when I, I I don't know if Satchels of Gold were created when you had guested on the show. I don't remember when we started doing that, but we introduced it as Well, I mean, it was in the run of, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I I think it was. I think I was not with you before that. That was like season three or something. Right. No. 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 But um, the 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 Andy's Girls version version of Satchels of Gold, which is like the official title for listeners. Right. I don't think you were. I don't think you were. It was a couple years ago, but I don't remember how many years ago. And so it's listener thoughts and feels, questions and concerns. And the way that I always introduce it is inspired by Her Holiness Kelly Clorn Benson. So then I'm on stage with fucking Kelly Clorn Benson, and I'm like, I have a satchel of gold for you. Whoa, <laughs> that's meta. No, it was it was wild. But um, you know, I met her a couple of times. I think when she came to Luann's show. Oh, and I, I always in person. I just found her completely down to earth. She's and so sweet charming, and interesting, 100%. And smart, like great. I met her at the first show uh, at at Lou's first ever show. Um, yeah, that makes. She sense. was there for that. It's, and just, I mean, maybe out of all of those. Is the gals than than easiest? Yeah, and I having watched the show, I mean, I certainly thought she would be the craziest, you know. And she's not at all. I mean, the thing is that like there is the idea of the perception of somebody on TV, and then the perception plus also like reality of working with them. And you have an interesting perspective because you've worked with Lou, you've worked with so many other Real Housewives because of your work with Lou, and maybe for other reasons. And then you also, if I remember correctly directed tree when she was Teresa judice judy jay judice when you. she was i was like what's the third um when she was doing one of her audiobooks Bo- both of them both yeah. of her audio audiobooks and i did two with bethany also okay so what were your ex- how surprising if not at all were your experiences with like bethany and Teresa versus luann uh well bethany was um, who was my favorite and probably still is, if mm. I'm really being honest, mm-hmm. of like all the housewives ever anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'll always go back You'll to Bethany. I'll always go back to Bethany. Okay. But when I worked with her, she was completely um, like cold and like no charm turned on for me mm. at all until the very last day of one of them where she um, she warmed up a little, but still – not a lot. Is it cold in the sense that she is like brutally efficient where she's like, I'm giving you my voice, but I'm not giving you anything yeah, she's else? Like, or is I it fucking... disrespectful? No, it was never disrespectful. Yeah. But it was like crazy I... unfriendly. Like, I mean, really? I had done audiobooks in that same job with Hillary Clinton and Meryl Streep and, you know, everybody was like Republican, crazy, you know, far right wing people who were like, hey, how you doing? What do you think about right. the What do you want for lunch? You know, and Bethany was just like, just not friendly. Well, I remember at the peak of unfriendly stuff was when she was doing her talk show and every day page six was like, here she is being a shit to somebody and everybody's crying. I mean, she yeah, I mean, she, we didn't, she, she was not she was not at all shitty yeah. to me. And okay. she certainly never did anything to make me cry, except in my just disappointment of like, I guess we're not going to be best friends mm. um, uh, to the point, though, when I met her again, when I was first started working with Luann, mm. I was shocked. Bethany remembered me and was so nice. Oh, to my me God. Well, that's great. I would have never thought she'd remember me. Well, I also wonder, I mean, during her talk show stuff, that was like peak, I want to say, Jason stuff, too. So she was probably under a significant yeah, amount maybe. of stress. And also the show was not doing well. So that can change yeah, anybody sure, sure. And, and break anybody in half. But, but I but I was surprised that she remembered me. I mean, you know, but... Um, which books? Uh, it was, the last one was I Suck a Relationship So You Don't oh, Have To. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to say the Actually, other one was 10 Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, but that's not the name of one of her books. Something oh, Rules. Something Rules. God. Something Rules. Okay, I don't... Maybe Skinny Girl Rules. Ugh, nightmare. Um, but the, the I Suck at Relationships, I remember thinking that was like such a weird... It was so weird. That's the book where she'll be like, Dr. Amador says... <laughs> 
Dr. Amador. And then she like reads like some fucking quote from Dr. Amador, you know. That he emailed to her because I don't think they had sessions unless it was on camera. That's not me being shady. I really don't know. I have no idea. She certainly didn't read them with any feeling (laughs) or or intonation. So that was sort of a surprising introduction to a different aspect of Bethany. Yeah, because I just thought of her as just this like Rhoda Morgenstern, like America's favorite funny Jewish girl that I wanted to be like best, best, best friends with. Um, Mm. And then, and Teresa, who I had been a fan of on the show, although certainly with somewhat of a grain of salt, Mm -hmm. um, ever increasingly as I uh, would come uh, on Andy's Girls and and (laughs) you would (laughs) make eloquent cases for why I was wrong to fan her, to stan her. Um, Uh. But Teresa was just like an absolute like love bucket. Like I just like loved her so, so, so much working with her. and she was so nice to me afterwards and uh, that, you know, she just seemed like such a like warm fuzzies, like nurturing, like Italian mom. And where in her life was she at that point? The first one was she was fresh out of prison. Wow. Um, it was like turning the tables yeah, or flipping the tables, tables or yeah. whatever. Okay. And then the second one was um, More tables. standing strong. Right, <laughs> More right. More tables. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, empty chairs and empty tables. <laughs> that was that was like uh, two years later, something like that. And was there a difference? No, not at all. Not in how she was with me. Um, wow. And um, although it was, I will say she was different. It says something about maybe what the climate is like amongst the housewives, and yeah. explains maybe part of how they all what they all go through because she was so great to me in all of our interactions. I will say that like when I invited her to Luann's show and it was like a crazy night cause like Sonia was there too. And like mm. Deborah Cox randomly, <laughs> like oh, just like, okay. it was just like a, you Broadway know, Broadway stars and yeah. yeah, it was just like people and yeah. you know, whoever was the guests that night, it just mm-hmm. was like kind of a scene. And she was, um, I want to say like one of the Kims was there that night. Oh, not in, God. not up in the green room. Not like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 they weren't. Th- that was the different night. Okay. But there were, there was some random like friends of like, maybe it was just like Rose. No, not Rose. It might've been like just before like Barbara Kay was on. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got I, it. I knew her, okay. you know, but there was just like a lot of people mm-hmm. upstairs. Hangers on. Um, at Fit for Below. And like, I definitely felt like Teresa was like, not like my girl in the same way that I had felt, you know? And I think it's like, it is kind of like, um, uh, Jennifer, uh, I mean, we'll get into New Jersey, I'm sure, but yeah. like, um, I had like interacted with her, um, on before she came to see Luann, and she was like so sweet. And then she, the night, I'm sure you heard about this night because it was the when we were doing the show in like Jersey, like right over the bridge, like Inglewood Cliffs, I think. And it was in the audience that night was Jennifer, Margaret, and Jackie. Okay. And um, they, you know, in the Q and A. Oh God, I hope I can remember what they. I can't believe you don't know this. You're I don't. Love you're, it so I'm much. staring at him with like uh, the the I blankest. For, I forget things because this I'll was remember, out. This I'll was remember. out there. Okay. Um, it was so crazy. I mean, there was no cameras. It was just they just all came, and like um, I love that. Uh, but so like then during the Q and A, um, they. I can't. I wish I could remember because you would appreciate it. But they basically used the Q and A to ask Luann questions that were for the entire audience that was Housewives fans, like crazy shade at the other ones. Oh, but that Luann in their didn't, cast. But yeah, that were there. But and Luann that, doesn't know. Luann doesn't fucking know. She's answering these questions at face value, <laughs> just like completely. She's like, I actually don't know who you guys are. Yeah, totally. No, One hundred. Yeah, I think real, real New York Housewives watch the other Housewives the least. Of yeah, the and well, and also they they had just started on the show. Mm. Like you know, I'm sure like like Luann probably knows like what's up with like 100%. the OGs and everything, you know. But like it was just like, huh, and like. <laughs> And the audience was like completely plugged into it, like, ooh, girl. And Luann's just like, well, I mean, I guess if someone um, came to my shows and bought my book and came to my signings, I would think they were a great, cool, fabulous person, right? Yeah. And like the audience was like, Luann, you don't get it. (laughs) 
and <laughs> essentially, so Teresa or whomever was probably saying like Jackie was a fan and like wasn't. Yeah, a real yeah whatever that person. thing was. Whatever you know, the thing was. I, yeah. I don't remember. It was something going on the show, and they all were throwing it back at each other. Jennifer and Jackie were like I mean, so vicious. You know, I love that. Not, and, I mean, not if it's like super ugly, but like if well, it's it wasn't not ugly, but it was just so intense. crazy. I mean, it was like it shocked me because I was just like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> like, who are they doing that for? It made me just see how kind of real it all is, too, because, like, whatever's the, you know, I mean, of course, I'm sure as, like, I have you devoured Dave Quinn's book and Brian Moylan's book, you know. Um, so I, like, I know there's that whole thing about, like, Jersey season three or whatever, where they mm. were, they filmed the two seasons back to back, and so there was fights going on at the season two reunion that they couldn't say what they were about because they were already filming season three in the drama or I may be getting the I numbers haven't had wrong, a chance to read Dave's but I will they sent they sent me a couple copies you have to yeah. read it it's first know, of all the book is so good Brian's but, is but, incredible Brian's is totally like, but and they but it, they, they complement each other there's oh, so much good. okay um Love and uh but there's there's some specific thing that happened with Jersey where it was like they were they were not allowed to have their fight at the reunion okay. because it was for next season already that they were halfway through filming. Yeah. But so, but in, in more subtle ways over the years, there have been times when they act like the fight on camera is about one thing, but they're really mm. pissed about something else. But the, but what did become clear to me, like, is that when they hate each other, it's the hate is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever the details are getting fudged, the hatred is pure. I mean, you can sort of tell it even in I, I, I absolutely agree. And like even in Teresa's asides where she's like talking about Gia, talking about her clothing line, something, something. Melissa could really learn a lesson. on She because she you know that she believes it. You can tell if something is real or not. And I do believe that New Jersey right now, regardless of how you feel about the people involved, is the realest of anything happening. It's the real because it. People are sharing incredibly vulnerable aspects. You can tell if someone doesn't like another person. And even if they're fighting about something related to the show mechanics, it feels pretty real. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think all the seasons are real in their second halves. Mm. You know, I think that like they're more faky in the beginnings of the seasons when they're just doing a lot of filming, a lot Mm -hmm. of lunches, a lot of conversations that are going to like are one of six Mm -hmm. similar lunches that didn't get used. And Mm -hmm. these are the ones that they can sort of figure out a way to make it tie into the drama that winds up happening later, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm so torn about this Jersey season. I mean, I'm loving watching it, but I'm like, it's like I, I I was saying, I saw Luann a few weeks ago when she came to my show at club coming and we were talking uh, I was like, what's going on with New York? This is before the um, announcement. Announcement. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what? How you say uh, <laughs> anuncios? Um, <laughs> um, and so I don't know if she didn't know yet or she just didn't want to tell me. I don't think she fucking whatever. knew. But, but so she, she said, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, anyway, what do you care? You're on the best show on television, Ultimate mm. Girls Trip. Um, and we got to talking about it and she was like, oh, I'm so glad you like it, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, I love it so much. Except so I said, good. the one thing I'll say is, though, like last season of New York, which I know everybody was like harshing on. I actually really enjoyed last season of New York. Boy. And even Ramona. Did you and I already have this conversation? No, we definitely. I haven't spoken to you in like 100 years. Like I but it's honestly, we probably did have it seven years ago because it's how I felt yeah. about Ramona every single season of the show okay. where I start off this season being like. I'm not sure I care about Ramona. Then by halfway through the season, I'm like, I fucking hate Ramona. She needs to be off the show. I'm so fucking sick of her shit. And then somehow by the end, I'm always like, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's Ramona. And I've always felt that way until Ultimate Mm. Girls Trip, where I was just like, I'm so fucking sick of it. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Really? Because it's like, you know, she just, She's just the ultimate in that fake victim bullshit. You know, it's like she's very like. She had a hard childhood. And I'm not trying to tie it into like her politics or whatever, but it is very like white. Like um, she's a uh, fragility, yeah. like in the wow. worst way, not the, even the subtle way that we all need to look mm-hmm. at ourselves, but like the all lives matter march, mm-hmm. the like get the straight pride. Like that's just so Ramona, you know, and it's like it's real. That's a I thing. know it's so dumb. It's a thing. No one has ever gotten laid. How would they even know? <laughs> I know. I know. How would they but even like that's know? what she is. All the bullshit that she talks about. And I was just and it was so great, like watching people just like fucking demolish her, yeah. like, you know, on Ultimate Girls Trip. 
And, yeah, like the cast and, members. And, and yeah, and I was just like, I'm over it, and I'm really ready for Ramona just to be permanently canceled. So I said this to to Luann. Okay. And Luann's like, Yeah, but she's great television. <laughs> and I was like. And I was just sort of like, I at the time, I was just like, oh, okay. But like in my mind, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And so then I'm watching like, I mean, okay, now I'm like just jumping ahead. Is I'm this okay? So into this. Because like, I mean, you go on your we, journey. we need to have like our like um, reconciling about New Jersey because I have to say like over the last couple of years of watching Jersey in between the last time I came on Andy's Girls and now like even though I will always have love for Teresa, like – I mean, she has just been like a sucky person on the show. And like, mm. and I, I just, up until this last week, I've been just watching it being like, either she doesn't want to be there. It kind of reminds me of like Lisa Vanderpump last couple mm. seasons, Beverly Hills that Checked she was out. on, where it's like, she's so hating this experience yeah. and bringing nothing positive to it. And just like so horrible. And I've just been like, just really like, kind of just like wanting her to be off. Mm -hmm. Although this week, weirdly, even though she in a way was like at her worst, mm -hmm. I kind of a little bit was like, well, maybe I don't, I have to say, now you know I love Margaret Josephs. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, but I will say, I, sometimes I love Margaret Josephs more on Twitter than I do on TV. Wow. Because like, I feel like on TV, she's like so, she comes across to me on the show like so. I mean, I never don't like her. I always want to like hang out with Margaret. She's such the like yeah, she's fabulous, a light. like she's a light. great, like yeah, you know, fabulous. like yep. fag yeah, hag, yeah. whatever you know. But like, but on the show, sometimes to me, Margaret seems very like calculated or something. You know, calculated is too strong of a word, but she's definitely that next gen of housewives who like yeah, I've been watching the show. I don't you know, I don't make the dumb mistakes. Mm -hmm. I want to come across good on TV, and I kind of enjoyed what Teresa brought out in Margaret this week, how Margaret was just like, no, Teresa, no, I'm not doing that. And like, if Teresa got in Margaret's face, Margaret was responding. But Margaret was very like, I felt like Margaret was just like, you're so crazy. You're so wrong. You're so illogical and stupid. I can't even, I'm sorry. I can't bother with you. And it was very real. And I loved watching Margaret just be like, get away from me, crazy person. <laughs> like, I got nothing to say to you. Well, and also you're acting like a piece of shit. Yeah. And I'm going to call you like what part of me calling you a piece of shit do you not understand? Yeah. I will repeat it if yeah. you need to hear it. And Teresa seemed to enjoy and relish telling this person to go fuck themselves, which was. It honestly brought out more was, yeah, good of good. Teresa because I, Teresa, I love Jennifer being united with everybody else. Like I have seconded yeah. what Brian Moylan has been saying about Jennifer okay, in the what recaps, is he, I'm so, I'm, which is that I'm so, when you when you see Jennifer with her family, yeah, she's like this like very like lovely person, yeah. and you know certainly the stuff about her husband and her family and her parents, like you just like you like Jennifer and you feel bad for her the bad things and yeah. happy for the happy things, and if she's like braggy or pretentious, I don't mind. I'm like I want her to have a big house and mm. have lots of money, you know. Mm -hmm. But then when she's with the girls, I've like I think I never forgave her for that thing when she, it was sort of her and Dolores, who of course I love Dolores, mm. Saint Dolores of, of the Vernal Hours, you know. <laughs> but like she's my ultimate person. But like when it was a kind of like Mar uh, Dolores and Jennifer against mm. like Jackie and. Margaret and stuff and she was like well the, we're the traditional families and I was like yeah how's that going for you at the riot at the insurrection I don't 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 come for me traditional family you know and I know she didn't mean it that way but I didn't like it and I you know and I, I and she's I haven't liked her playing that card you know I think America needs more whatever's wrong with Jackie at least you know Jackie would encourage her daughters to like study and like you know be independent and I feel like you know there's something regressive about you know this well my family's old school I, I don't that doesn't fly it's 2022 yeah but I feel so I held that against Jennifer and she was just such a bitch with the other women in a just sort of transparent terrible way and always looked like a jerk to me but now she really hasn't the last like mostly this season I feel like she's just been coming across really really well across the board and so with, but anyway what I was saying was with Jennifer united with everybody now mm -hmm. made up with um, Melissa made up with mm -hmm. Margaret made up with Jackie Teresa's isolated I don't like Teresa as the mob boss like doing like shady shit behind the scenes and then just acting like Ramona style like she's the victim mm -hmm. but Teresa like like a like an 
like a rabid dog like chasing Margaret to the picnic bench. That I'm all for. That is good TV. I mean, when it comes to Jennifer, she has doubled. The interesting thing about Jennifer is I do think, and she's mentioned this on the show, definitely not the after show, but like I think on the show, she's talked, I think, a little bit about I think a little regret for aligning so closely with Teresa because as a result, she doesn't have an Sorry, intimate. Did you say that again? What the fuck? Oh my God. Ben's I don't know iPhone. why. I just had an actual That's a watch. panic attack. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even know. It's on your wrist. I'm tired. Things happen. Why does it do that? It did that the other day. I was like <laughs> cooking and I had a podcast playing and it started yelling at me. Wow. And because I had the... Um, podcast going through the bluetooth speakers it was yelling at me like in my whole apartment you can call people on i had a whole conversation with ryan hulan about this i am strongly against as like a spiritual whatever as a religious circumstance as like a as a conservative ideal i do not want two things about this watch that might change your mind no i don't don't know how to use all the features fucking dumb wear a watch that is a watch don't wear a computer on your wrist i'll tell you why i'm into it and i'm totally not taking advantage of all the stuff it does one thing that i love about it is that I get credit for all the steps I take around my apartment all day long. I get that on my phone. I is your phone on phone. your body 24-7? If I need to hit 10K, 100%, I'm going to do a little loop. Okay, well, you Goal have to carry setting. it with your hand. This is yeah, attached. Conti- okay, whatever. Not, and I not like that a reason, in but. a Broadway show, when it's getting long or a cabaret you act. You can text? No, I would never do that. Okay, I was no, but to- I can see what time it is because it's electric. It's not it's my normal watch in the dark. No, I can't read. It's the do- it's so not worth it. It's it's not. I don't think. And then you have like you can have like an Hermes cuff. I think it's ridiculous. Like people spend it, but you have it. You're wearing a computer. Why are you trying to make it look like Louis Vuitton? It's literally a computer. It's never going to look different. Why are we pretending this is like? something that it's not you don't think this is like a handsome face modern no i think it's dumb i think i literally well we're not going to get into what i have because i don't want to say that in public but like i believe in i don't understand why is andy's girls not on apple Podcasts anymore (laughs) it's so weird nobody can access it okay we need to circle back so apologies to siri but also go fuck yourself um but what a bitch she should have at least said excuse me absolutely she should have um but circling back to jen i do wonder if she I, and I think she has mentioned this regretting maybe the way that she has aligned with Teresa or maybe not aligning with Teresa, but just noting that as a result of it, she really lost out on female friendships in a way that is just genuinely more layered. I think Teresa, if she even understood what I just said, would agree with that because Teresa's looking for uh, no, because alliance, you didn't, you should unity. have said this is an analogy, right? <laughs> I mean, I just mean, like the basic, and then the basic defenses. We have Jackie, who's an attorney, Margaret, who's like fucking whip smart, Dolores, who's obviously a queen and understands it all. And then there's Teresa saying, it's not technically an analogy unless you preface an analogy by saying it's an analogy because someone right before filming explained to her reminded her of what an analogy is so she walked in it was her systematic bullying she walked into that scene and was like analogy 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 it's like how they coach her for analogy 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 and everybody else in the room is like we're you're wearing god forbid and a timex and we all have our fucking apple watch bullshit like catch up to us but how do you play that game when someone is analog and you're digital like that Teresa's did is analog which is ha- I think she's more like one of those rocks that when the sun shines it casts the light at but noon but there's the there's benefit to that it, especially on a show like New Jersey which uh, purports to in many ways be related to that structure and she's incredibly powerful in that way but then also how do you have these fights when this person is running a mile behind or maybe she's running to the right like and they have to catch up with her in a different in a different case yeah. but like with Jen it's like well you've aligned with this person who's saying these things that you understand are maybe too simplistic in this form but you've decided to stay with her well i mean i i will see what happens now because i mean Teresa has the insane one-sided expectations of Melissa and uh, Joe Gorga in terms of loyalty. And Jennifer's the one who's delivering on them. Jennifer is willing well, to but, be one-sided. But now Jennifer is very happy to be back in good graces with the other women. She keeps, she says it to her husband. I mean, there's no question that Jennifer uh, will see what she chooses, but she's yeah. going to be in a situation, I think, that before the season's over, where she's going to be, Teresa's going to put that to her. Mm-hmm. And 
um, you know, Melissa and Joe in a way have kind of found a way to sort of like dance between those raindrops because like Joe will just throw it back in Melissa in Teresa's face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, why didn't you back me up? Why didn't you back me up? And she's sort of like, and Teresa can't take it. At the end of the day, she'll cry if Joe yells at her, you Mm -hmm. know, so he can win if he's willing to like, you know, look the bully in the eye. And Melissa just kind of does this sort of, sort of elegant, sort of like sides, you know, she'll just Mm -hmm. be like, she's like, what am I supposed to say? I did. I, what am I, what are you, you know, she sort of laughs it off, even though, and you know, in her heart, she's like, this is so fucking stupid and unfair, but she sort of found a way to not get, Mm -hmm. she doesn't go to the place of hostility and she just sort of shines it on. And, you know, if people will be like, come on, you know, Teresa's being a total bitch. She'll be like. Don't make me admit the obvious thing on camera right. that I don't want to admit on camera because right. everyone knows it's true. And then Teresa's not able to follow <laughs> that many words. Right. But Melissa didn't have to like completely gaslight herself over it, you know. Yeah, it's almost like Melissa. This is a terrible comparison, so I apologize in advance. But for some reason in my head, it just popped up that like Melissa's almost a little bit of like Pam from The Office of like winking to the camera, totally. understanding what's going on, totally. but also knows knows her place in the sense that she's totally. not going to disturb her employment opportunity, no. but she will toe that line. Yeah. And she's in on the joke. Totally. She is in on the joke. I mean, I think at this point, even Teresa must realize that she needs Melissa as almost as much as Melissa needs her because Teresa, part of Teresa's like impenetrable status on the show mm. is because whether they're frenemies or whatever, mm-hmm. she's like, you know, it's that whole thing they're saying about the new casting for New York, wanting people that are already in each other's lives. I mean, you know, the 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 Gorga Judice like conglomerate is just like what Jersey is based in, you know. Who even remembers the the uh, Manzo uh, Lorita? I clan. do. Yeah, I tried I, getting Chris <laughs> Manzo to come to AG Live. I did. I did my very. Wait, best. is Chris the cute one, or is the other one the cute one? I like. I would answer that by saying Chris is the cute one. He's younger. Remember Strip Car Wash? Like he's funnier. What's the other one? Alvy is the Alvie's one that you want to have I sex with. Like <laughs> I like Alvy. You like a classic Manzel, and I like a little quirk. Yeah, is wait. How I, I have a question it. for you. Please, this is del- I, you're coming back all the time. I can't believe. Did we have an? Ast- I actually do now remember out loud. What we're talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a little bit of an estrangement for a reason. I mean, we survived. A, a, and it was a, your fault. You understand that? That was my fault. A hundred percent, it was. Yes, and you. I got a little bit fucked from that. Yeah, we'll talk about that offline. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, wait, now I'm like, are we talking about the same thing? Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your uh, question? Uh, my question is, um, how do you feel about Louie? Oh, you know what? It's tough. It's one of those things because at what point do you support someone in a t- potentially toxic relationship? We actually really don't know. Because they're making a choice. Like, at what point do we respect Teresa in the sense of saying, you have gotten so many examples of concerns from people, but you are making a choice and we're going to support you? Like, my sense of things is that this is a, a very bad dynamic to step into, not even a bad person. But there seems to be a lot of toxic energy in Louis's life and the way that he essentially lied or misrepresented his time at like fucking warrior camp in relationship with the woman that he proposed to in that weird beach video. Like those are all warning signs. But also, you know, you make a choice to stay in a relationship like it's a conversation I had with my dad 150 years ago after a, a bad breakup. And I remember I was like, I said to someone, I was like, I was at Temple, so I was going up the escalator at Saks, and I was just in my safe space of my religious experience, called my dad crying, and essentially was like, how do you know that someone's the one? And my dad's response was, you make the choice for them to be. Like, it's not you meet someone, my parents married for over 50 years. My dad's response was essentially, you make the choice to be with someone. You make a choice for them to be the one. And with Teresa... She has made a choice for Louis to be the one. So at what point do you nod and just continue your life? I think the problem here is that Teresa won't let go that people have questions. So she has decided to misrepresent Margaret and the rest of the cast 
echoing what the Bravo community did and is now pretending that Margaret created all of this. And it's like, first off, court documents from a decade ago started it. Your relationship with him is the reason that people are talking about it. No one gives a shit about this random fucking guy with like questionable income, maybe from wherever the fuck New Jersey. The reason that people are talking about it is because he's dating and is now engaged to a celebrity who we follow and talk about, who's very famous based on her personal life, including romantic relationships. So but because Teresa refuses to understand that this did not start with Margaret, but she wants to punish Margaret for talking about it on camera, that's the situation that we're in. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear Teresa wants to punish Margaret because Teresa is mad that Teresa had to be the bad guy when, like, Danielle, like, whatever happened with Danielle and Margaret. The, the, you think it's related to the hair pull? I think Teresa's still mad. at. I think Teresa is, hates Margaret. Teresa had to eat crow after that situation. W- wouldn't Teresa then be mad at production? Why is Margaret the one to blame? Production's the one who was like, or Melissa's the one who was like, we're using this, it's going to be used on camera. Like, that wasn't Margaret's choice. No, Margaret but, was the one who was just there with hair. But I think I think Teresa hates the okay, victim. You got know it. what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's like, interesting. Like, I think, because ter- Teresa had to be, the, that was the only time we've ever seen Teresa eat have shit. to eat shit. Ever. And I think that she's still sore about that. And I think she was waiting for an excuse to to come for Margaret. That's interesting. And um and I think she's also making Margaret an example because of part of Teresa's sort of like lizard like alpha dog thing mm. that it's like you talk about my family, don't ask questions. It's none of your business. Like she, you know, and she just wants to like she's trying to bully Margaret so that nobody will ask questions because either she's happy with Louie or she's chosen to be happy with Louie. I mean. Who I don't know. I haven't followed the story that closely of like the uh, until I'm, I'll take what you tell me at face value. But where I was before I walked into your apartment today and sorry, into the Clawfist was you um, that correction. Thank hashtag you. Clawfist was um, Clawfist party. Andy's Clawfist. <laughs> Sponsored by AGC. Um, <laughs> like that. Like AGC. <laughs> I don't think it's JC's. I'm like, <laughs> that is why I feel so homely. Yeah. Like I thought like, you know, I heard people say. Why does he? Why did he say the video was about breaking up with her? He proposes to her in the video or whatever. I literally just said that too. So but I but I had heard people say that. But I yeah. but I I'll take it face value if you say yeah. that. But when I heard that before, I was like, I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch the whole video. I don't know the context. You know, I don't. That seems like a weird thing to lie about. If there's a video where he's saying, and yet here we are. That's why people are like, why is he so obviously lying? Well, but the, but you know, but then it's like you know, and then the other stuff. Like, I mean, I had not heard court documents until you just said that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, like it seemed like you know, if there was people that said that he was abusive in their weird Jersey circle of like. You know, and he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't seem like abusive. He's not, if Teresa said, he, "Oh Ben, no, we can't go down that we path." Can. If Ter- if he hasn't hit Teresa, well, there are different kinds of abuse. Emotion, okay, emotionally well, manipulative. Uh, when I when he was on the show and he said to her, uh, um, when he was like tr- trying to like control her behavior and her like yeah. out of control fight with those people. I was glad. I didn't think he was doing it in an aggressive way that okay. was threatening and maybe it was or just made like me uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe so, but Teresa's like a crazy person and I thought what he was doing was not only the right thing he not maybe it was the wrong thing to do in their relationship in the way mm-hmm. he interacted with her, but what he was advocating for her to do would have been better for her not only as a human being in her interactions with those other people, yeah. but better for her strategically on the show to not look like an asshole. So I liked that finally somebody was fucking, you know, because Joe uh, Judice was never going to be the voice of reason in Teresa's ear, you know. Yeah. Um. And and Joe Judice was literally on camera abusive to her. Yeah. Hey, you shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. You know. Yeah. So this to me seemed like a huge upgrade as far as Teresa's relationship status. If it turns out that it's true what is alleged that he did to those other women, you know, then. That's a very huge red flag, but I assume she doesn't believe it or thinks that he's changed. Well, and he yeah. has not exhibited any behavior that she has uh, admitted to, you know, or that we've seen on camera that seems like that would be the case. Well, there is the love bombing of it all. There is this whole like um, Brooks Ayers style. Here's 20 reasons why I love you. Go on girls trip. Here's a letter every day to open like some very classic questionable stuff where it's such performative affection. Yeah, but like calling something out because it's performative in a bad way. It's not abuse. When it's 
on a reality show yeah. where they're everything they're doing is performative. Like, so who knows if he would have been that way right. if they were not well, filming. And also the murky gray area of like an a quote unquote abusive relationship is that sometimes the warning signs are not present in the sense that the person who is being abused is working their ass off to ensure that there are no warning signs present. But we don't do. Sure. I personally think that that they are in an abusive cycle of some kind personally as of right now I have truly no idea my instinct is no what I think people are talking about is not that what people are talking about is the fact that like please just respond to previous warning signs or just answer yeah, oh, basic no, no, questions totally. that are being discussed. No, no, no. I, I and much, she won't do no, it. No, no, There's no question in that issue. Right. Teresa's a fucking stupid, crazy m- maniac. Like, I mean, she's I mean, off I'm, the leash. I've, I've defended her a, since... No one's defended her more than I have. I know. But in the, in, as far as what you're describing with yeah. Margaret and, and the show yeah. and Teresa, she's absolutely wrong and crazy and she looks like a huge asshole. I was just saying, honestly, in the question of... What do we think about the Louis thing? I don't know. Given her history and who she is and how she acts, I I'm not against Louis yet. Like I, and by the way, it, part of what's so crazy about Teresa is that like I haven't even heard the other women like. For all we know, they're all very nice to Louis. Like none of them. I mean, if anything, you could argue like you know if you really believe. Like, let's say that you were like, no, there are court documents. I actually met with his ex-wife. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. abusive. This is a real thing. Like, maybe these people should be stronger advocates for Teresa not to be in this relationship with him. But that's not what they're doing. They're really innocently asking very vague questions that are already out there. They're not introducing the topic. And Teresa's a maniac. No question. Well, I mean, and that was also the worst part, but also such a quick and spot on comeback, like Ace in the Hole style. Um, but when, uh, Teresa was like, you're probably the one, you know, like you're the one saying whatever the line was, like, you're the one saying that Louis is abusive and Margaret immediately was like, no, that's his ex-girlfriends. Like there, who know? it's such a complicated, serious situation that like, and when it gets into like any kind of like, what, how do you quantify abuse? Because there's emotional abuse. There's, um, a presence of toxicity that's emblematic potentially of other signs of things to come. There's, um, manipulative behavior. There's, you know, a lot of different avenues and a lot of gray area. And I think that Teresa is making this so much darker and more gray than it needs to be by her behavior. But I think it's also because, and this is not a critique of her, I think she is desperate to get the love, love, love that she feels that she has lost the entirety of her adult life so far. She was married in a very dark, sad, you know, difficult marriage. She had to go to jail as a prison, prison camp, not jail camp, like literally prison, federal prison as a result of it. And it's now finally met this person and also knows she has to stay on this fucking show because she's supporting her four kids and whatever else. Like, I think it's probably an incredibly difficult dynamic. And I just hate the way that she is kind of soured, I think, this season as a result of it because but she's you so didn't, upset. You didn't think she had soured the last couple seasons? I mean, I don't know. I think that she has been a little bit extra hands off since she came back from camp, but she also was a lot lighter. The season immediately after she came. No, back. no, she was at her most likable, fresh yeah. out of prison. Um, and you know, but I feel like for the last couple of years, like definitely during the whole thing with where she was like taking Danielle's side, right? That was a I mess. Was, I, and just even the fact that she like was like springing Danielle on to begin with. Yeah, forget even how much she took Danielle's side Never after Danielle sense. behaved that way. Right. But bringing her back, how do you not know better? Like. Danielle like come on I mean Danielle is really like you know whatever else you can say about all the housewives Danielle is like not even on their level I don't think Teresa aside from Danielle calling her um when she was going through family tragedy um I don't think Teresa ever believed that Danielle was an angel she was doing it as a fuck you to uh, Jacqueline like it was like Jacqueline's gone Danielle's coming back this you don't think sure no that makes sense but it's just crazy like to introduce that element I'm sure production was like Teresa you know who's like really into you and will not fuck with you this time but we would like to get her back on the show oh right yeah is Danielle right right I don't think Teresa was like beep 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 let me yeah I guess I'm being naive I mean 
mean, obviously the producers. I don't think Danielle it's naive. No, and I don't know. I don't know. Th- I don't know that it's necessarily being naive. I just think that they're. But how could she even just align herself with Danielle? I mean, like I don't think she cares that much. I think Teresa is like, I have all this power in the show. I like doing the show, or I know I'm doing the show. It is a set, substantial income. My kids, you know. It provides the life to which, you know, I've become pretty comfortable. And now she's she's being forced to have to adjust the realization that her power is still intact. The show definitely still depends on her, but she's not necessarily going to get away with the stuff that she's been able to get away with so long. And what we're seeing is anger and frustration at that. That's all being misdirected Margaret's way. Not to say that she doesn't deserve some of it. You know, obviously, but it's everything else. The way that at that fucking like ladder based tree camp <laughs> By thing. The way, what? All oh tea, all shade to the new girl. What's her name? Tracy. I Tracy. D- She's I, very pretty. But every time she talked on this episode, I thought I kept having to remind myself she wasn't someone that worked at the ladder place, <laughs> but she was actually one of the cast members. Oh, poor thing. Although her husband is fabulous. Her husband is fabulous. But like. By the way, Jersey Husbands, that's a show. <laughs> I, I think we're watching it. It's called The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. I think that they essentially have at least 40% of it at totally, this point. Totally, right? I mean, they're so good. I mean, although their their Atlantic City gig did not look that good. No, they went on tour with like a Frank Sinatra yeah. impersonator or something. I don't know. Maybe I, that should going. be my next um, directing gig. They would, need some structure. I would absolutely love to see it. But wait, why Because when we... they showed Melissa and um, who was she with? Dolores laughing in the audience. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just hooked my boot onto my other boot, and there oh, we go. Cool. I was like attached. Um, you don't want to leave. Uh, Insane. <laughs> uh, she, uh, they looked the way they were laughing. It looked like in Waiting for Guffman when the dentist's wife is watching him on stage, <laughs> <laughs> like being supportive. <laughs> oh my god. Um, wait, why were we talking about base the base tree camp? Oh, because you were saying that how she acted that day. Um, how Teresa acted like because uh, she's mad that she's not being able to like have all the power. A hundred percent. And yeah. so I think it's like directed. It, some of it is deserved Margaret's way, but it's also the. How do you think? How do you feel Margaret deserves it? Well, because Margaret's not willing to let it go. In Teresa's eyes, Margaret is continuing to play this game. And Teresa has already said to her game over. Like, you should not continue to talk about this. Why are we talking about this? And then Margaret's like, well, just so, just to clarify, I'm so, not so I'm not Margaret's making a just, judgment. I'm asking. That's a question. Margaret being calculating, though, right? When she does that, like, because Margaret I mean, knows it'll make it. it on, that's is, just her generating this drama is me, for the screen. This is me being dead serious. What does even calculating mean if every if a large portion of the Bravo community is talking about something that affects the show and the point of? what you're talking about while filming is related to these people that you're filming with. So like how much of that is calculation and how much of that is just like the earth is round. Something is being discussed relating to a new, a person's new ish bow, like new boyfriend. But, but Margaret could stop, could stop introducing the topic. It's actually not even Margaret stopping introducing the topic. It's Teresa angry at Margaret for raising questions and Margaret trying to explain that she wasn't making... But you were saying Margaret maybe deserves some of that anger. In Teresa's eyes. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And if you're gonna, like, literally... uh, This is one of those things of, like, the Sutton on Beverly Hills of it all is, like, Sutton got Also, not my favorite housewife. Oh, God, you're so wrong. But, like, but when it comes to, like, Sutton was representative in Erica's eyes because she became the spokesperson, but everybody else asked questions so when margaret was in which margaret let me be clear i was not mad at sutton for asking no, no, the I questions know, i know I'm i mean i love erica her. but I, I am not i do not support her in her like she and <laughs> Teresa. i don't know what fucking network they think they're on where they don't get asked questions <laughs> they're on bravo apparently yeah. it's worked for them for a while but like yeah but no way i don't i hate that i hate when they do that i've been i've loved erica from the beginning but like i've i've always hated like when she got mad at Eileen Davidson, yeah. who has a... Don't talk about... You have you no know. idea what I deal with at night. What, what the fuck was what that? Eileen with? Davidson. She did Eileen's problem was she was too nice for the show. She was not stirring any shit. I mean, Erica Jane, thinking about that quote, you have no idea what I deal with at night. That is quite literally very true. We would like to know more, but now yeah. you won't tell us. Yeah. Like, let's continue yeah. that. Let's yes and that yeah. moment. Um, but it was know. a world full of no's. <laughs> <laughs> but with Teresa, I mean, it's like the, the conversation 
conversation goes on because I do think that there's the the way that we used to talk about Jersey has changed in my head. I have grown on Teresa. I have become um, uh, much more curious about her and empathetic and uh, toward her journey. It just so happens that this season she's just a fucking mess. But I it's Teresa at her most absolutely guttural and she's just playing the game wrong, except maybe she's not. She's just playing. If we're going to go to a celebrity charity softball thing, Teresa is playing her game by herself and she's probably playing it to her team. And Jen, regardless of what she's saying in the moment, is not going to get off that team as of right now. And she will always have aspects of Dolores like Dolores will yeah. stand up for her yeah. and try to translate well, Dolores to even defend. backed her up on the like Dolores was just standing on the side and the she's like thing. she's like she's like yeah why didn't you say it was an analogy <laughs> I mean and I was like Dolores and but she does it in a way where I was like all right like Dolores is you, like Dolores the thing the about no matter what she's so like Dolores takes she's always likable she's always like she's the greatest um can i ask you your thoughts on G- the gia participation of it all i didn't like that because i love gia yeah. i mean of all Teresa's daughters gia is not my number one favorite but I, who's your number one um like the weird like gabriella but like you know the one that's like not really a judice basically that's, you know damien Valino's but you know but i it. also like love melania yeah, who's Melania's. just like Who's just like fucking tough as shit, but if you bring up her father, she just like she's cries like, and just like wonderful. a heart on a Those, sleeve. You know what? The best and, like, thing Teresa ever did was little raise those Adriana this job. week. Normally, Adriana, even I don't know how old she got overnight. I feel like I know she's like twelve. Two now. weeks ago, Adriana was, was four. I know. And then this time, she was like running up the stairs, going, "Gia, don't touch my face." Yeah, no, it's it's insane. But wait, what were you? What are your thoughts on Gia? Well, I just like. Cause like I really like it. The side of Gia I like best mm-hmm. is when Gia's like, "Oh, mom, why did you do that? Right. You're just stepping in dog shit again, right. you know." <laughs> but like I don't like when when Gia's like, "She always supports your stuff." I'm like, Gia, you're too good for this. Like you're smart. You should be pointing like Teresa in the right direction, not backing her up on her like fool's errands. I mean, in the moment after that scene, when she said like Margaret's being a bitch to me or whatever, I was like, Oh, this isn't helpful. Cause no. she literally wasn't. She was not just saying all. this person told me I was a piece of shit. I'm not going to wear her apparel at a charity no. game. I'm not going to monetize charity to support Teresa's legging work. Yeah. And also the way Margaret talked to Gia it was, not was very like, it was not only not inappropriate, it was but respectful. like, it was more than respectful. It was it it was clear that Margaret was like, I'm not mad at you, honey. I'm just having a yeah. thing with your mom. Like she was so not scary or weird. But you she know? didn't say yes. And right. so well, maybe that's, that's the family tradition yeah. is like this person wasn't nice to me because they didn't agree. I don't believe that's saying that so I'm- well said. This person wasn't nice to me because they didn't agree. I mean, that's the ultimate like, you know, self victimizing attitude like you know, people don't owe you to have your way. And I, but I, I say that out loud, noting that I don't know that that's fair to Gia. Me saying that in that moment, but it could, it could be real. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how are you not fair? I think you were spot on. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. it's either that or Gia was just purposely starting shit, but she really she definitely knew, didn't wasn't. care. Wasn't. You know? No, thank God. Um, uh, do you want kids to join Housewives? Do you want it to be a next generation in that way? Like, could you see a place for GN 10 years? No, that's psychotic. She's 20 years old. How would well, that Well, like work? 10 years from now, we'll be like she in the be- Tiffany Trump administration. <laughs> what? Yes, that is that is literally where we will be. That is where we will be. So um, I'm going to be on Mars. <laughs> I love my optimism and thinking like we're at year 16, baby. Where are we at 26? I'm trying to cast it in my brain. Well, even if it ends, it could always come back. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, unless who knows what's going to happen to the universe, Mm. but I think it's safe to bet to whatever extent there's some iteration Mm -hmm. of this kind of show Mm -hmm. 10, 20, 30 years from now, if not Gia, some of the spawn of this OGs will be in that mix. Can I ask you a question of any franchise, any franchise, which housewife do you think has the greatest potential to be there in 10 years? Like still on, you mean? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, or I, maybe come back. It's hard to answer that it. other than like with my like heart, which is different than trying to be smart and like, you what know. What would your heart say? Oh, well, actually, I realized before I even thought of my heart. I mean, the number one answer would be Bethany just because she's always mm-hmm. been the biggest star with the most outside, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, Bethany certainly is different than Jill Zarin, mm-hmm. you know, who Bethany can text Andy and she'll be back on the show. Yeah. No questions asked. Whereas, like, Jill Zarin has been texting Andy every day <laughs> since 2014. <laughs> I mean, Bethany's one of probably five out of 130, sure. whatever. But, but in addition to that, I mean, she's really so um, famous outside of it. Yeah. Maybe someone else could be above Bethany in the terms of, like, like you know, Nene didn't quite have the business success that Bethany had. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her acting career didn't go so well, so she hasn't sustained the celebrity level outside the show but nini is almost at that level and nini is actually like really really like like there's a joy in bethany and in, mm. in nini on the show mm-hmm. whereas bethany when she's when she's when she's so pissed in. to have to be there right you know? but, well but nini the last couple of seasons was ta- was tapped out i think there's a certain level of exhaustion that's understandable yeah. in the sense but it's of like, like i'm i'm too i'm i Broke out of this. But Why Be- am I back? Bethany sounds exhausted even when she has energy. Like, yeah, no, so she's at a disadvantage. Right. We like, we need to get some like sp- some sparkle. In she her. also moved to Connecticut, which I didn't know that we allowed. Well, Luann hasn't technically lived in New York in so many. Does years. she live in? No, she does. I think she's on the Upper East Side now. I'm not sure. Upper E. Yeah, it went back to here. Yeah. Oh, I thought Upper West. She had been on the Upper West the entire time I was working with her. Yeah. But as of maybe a year ago or so or two Shut years ago. Shut up. Yeah. How do we not see? Well, because I guess we haven't filmed in a minute. Maybe she gave that up. But in, not, in the pandemic, Recently. she yeah. was living on the Upper East Side. That's so interesting because now Jill and Ramona live in the same building on the Upper East. Oh, wow. Talk about a spinoff. Talk about toxic. Talk about something. You know I died for Jill. We're, my toesies are on a Jill Zarin mug. I am obsessed with Jill Zarin. Did they come with a MAGA hat? I can't with you. Why are you making my life so complicated? Just saying. I can't. <laughs> USA. This is 100%. What a wild note to end on. Um, Tell us a little bit. Give us a little elevator pitch for your show. Your... um. Uh, oh my god there's a word words are fun residency at Club Comic oh residency mm-hmm. hey, hey. well every Monday night at 8pm Club Coming in the East Village my comedy partner Daniel Nolan and who I who created the illustration for Andy's Girls yes, multi multifaceted uh, an artist. accomplished graphic design graphic uh, Graphic design. Yeah. Gra- oh, my God. I'm literally out. Graphic designer. Yeah. What continue. was the word before? I forget. It was what was I the word? Know. I couldn't think of it. The. Oh, I announcement. Have... Yeah. <laughs> uh, every Monday at 8, Daniel and I do cast-offs at Club mm-hmm. Coming. And um, it's a uh, Broadway comedy variety and game show. Oh, my God. And it's free. <gasps> and Ooh. it's just an hour long. And we have fabulous guests singing songs uh, in tribute to different um, divas that we um appreciate sort of our version of satchels of gold is that um on our live stream during the pandemic we had a segment called appreciation station we took the word appreciate from patty lupone's uh famous gypsy rant where she said that um along with the rest of the cast of gypsy that um other than the person that was taking photographs who she said stop taking pictures Mm -hmm. that they appreciated them following the rules love that so we uh, we have Appreciation Station, and um, when is this coming out? Tomo- this weekend. This weekend. So this Monday, the yeah. uh, April eleventh, we uh, April fourth. Excuse me. Say, yeah. We will be appreciating the great Anne Harada of Avenue oh, Q and Schmigadoon, great. and a lot of TV. A lot yeah. of TV. And we have Alex Chester. She was Alan Cummings' wife on Schmigadoon. Oh, um, we have Alex Chester coming to pay tribute, and then the uh, following week, the eleventh, we're paying tribute to Carolee Carmelo, <gasps> and we have Alicia wow. Umfress coming. An iconic gin. Iconic. Well, and, strawberry blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we are um, launching soon on Broadway Podcast Network the new uh, Cast Offs podcast. But Amazing. in the meantime, they can listen to our old podcast, Ben Rimmelauer's Broken Records. And it's free at Club Coming. Do people need a reserve, a ticket? No reservation, no tickets, in? no cover, no minimum, no nothing. And um, it's really fun, and they can win fabulous prizes in the games we play. Oh my God, I'm going to come to it, you guys. You've got to come. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's going to be great. Would you ever do like a. 
I mean, Lou theme. She is a Broadway star. She was sort of almost on Chicago in that she announced she was going. Well, we and don't we do. Never heard we don't do again. almost Broadway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you do a Patty Lapone night, and then the next night, Luann Delaseps. We did Patty Lapone. I think that was our first one, actually. Oh yeah. But I'm sure we'll do her again. Never. I mean, you know, I never get not? tired of Patty. I went to come. Who could ever get tired of that ass? Oh, Benjamin. Um, and where can people follow you online to send you um angry DMs? I am Ben Rimmelauer on all social media. Um, although I do not create content on TikTok, I do watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And while you're watching the ticks and the talks, guys, are you um an Andy Scrolls Patreon supporter? I put. Two new bonus episodes up, one giving behind-the-scenes tea on Andy's Girls 300 with participation by um, the queen, Amy Phillips, and uh, I had a little recording that we couldn't play at AG300, so I have it on the Patreon episode, and also did a live reaction to the trailer for the upcoming Atlanta season. And then there is a premium level on Patreon, the People's People's Patreon couch. So I have a bonus episode up talking to an AG from London about Ladies of London, New York, Ramona, uh, Vanderpump Rules. She was incredible. So if you want to follow the those conversations, which were honestly so much fun, and support Andy's girls, um, you can get exclusive bonus episodes, invites to special events, and as this AG did, uh, the opportunity to record a Patreon episode with your truly that'd be me patreon.com slash andy's girls and also follow me on instagram at dame galley and let me know your thoughts on this episode which is quite a quite a little journey i can't wait to do the edit on some of this um guys i hope you're all doing okay and we will chat with you soon bye-bye